Let me read a scripture. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. And this scripture is a real blessing to me. If you can hear a scripture over and over again and it can actually grow on you or it means something. And uh, so, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Be like an umpire. To the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. We've been dealing with these words called portmanteaus. A portmanteau is a suitcase. That's what it really means. And it's a large suitcase that opens into two parts. That's what a portmanteau is. But in grammar, it's two words that combine together to form another word with a new meaning. And it's just kind of a made-up word like smog. I know that's the bad guy in The Hobbit, but that's not what I'm talking about. Smog is smoke and fog. So you, you combine those two words, and it's called a portmanteau. Pokemon is a portmanteau. Two words. Pocket and monsters. Did anyone know that? That it was a portmanteau? Okay. I'll say yeah. A prequel, like all those movies out. It's previous and sequel. Sitcom, situation and comedy. Velcro, velvet and crochet. That's the two sides, velvet and crochet. That's how they stick together. Cyborg, cybernetic and organism. Those two words together. That's what, it's a portmanteau. Email, electronic and mail. Chillax. Chill and relax. Ginormous! Gigantic and enormous. We've all been hangry, right? Hungry and angry. And what we've got <laughs> what we've got going on right now is a podcast. Now I read this, nothing against Android users. Podcast comes from iPod and Broadcast, an audio talk show that was first available on iPods, so no offense, but that's what it says. So podcast, that's what we're doing tonight. And we are have a portmanteau we want to teach on. Thanktitude. We're dealing with the season of Thanksgiving. What's thanktitude? Thankful or thanks and attitude. Thanktitude. And we talk on we, we taught on thanction last time. That's thanks and action. Say, what are you doing these portmanteaus? There's one coming up next week, too. But we're dealing with these to have a little bit of fun. But it's a season of Thanksgiving. And we want Thanksgiving to be more than a day. And Thanksgiving is actually deeper than thanks and action. It's really an attitude of who we are as, as believers in God. So, thanktitude. As the storm raged, the captain of the ship realized his ship was sinking fast. He called out, is there anyone here that knows how to pray with thanksgiving? And so this pastor stepped forward. He said, Captain, I'm a pastor. I know the Lord. I know how to pray with thanksgiving. And the captain said, praise God. Good. You pray and give thanks while the rest of us put on our life jackets. We're one short. <laughs> Thanktitude. <laughs> I wonder if we still get that. 
You know, I, my daughter, I can see her smiling and I can see her, her smile go the upside down. Looks like Beaker from, you know, from the Muppets or whatever. That, that smile just gets turned upside down, but she's still standing up just with saying one thing. So it, it's interesting. If we, if we begin to say, oh, preacher, but I don't feel like giving thanks. I don't feel like it. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you do it, and then you feel it later. I don't feel like exercising. Well, do you know that it's true physiologically? If you begin to exercise, your body begins to release chemicals that make you feel better. So I don't love this person. Well, if you do the things that show love, you'll begin to feel love later. I was listening to a podcast about a veteran and... He was invited, he was a new Christian, to go build a house for a homeless family in Mexico. And he's like, I don't want to go. Plus, you got to pay. But the Lord nudged him to go, so he went. And he said when he was doing he said, I felt feelings that I hadn't felt in a long time. But you see, he did it first. And I want to share this verse, Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. So if you want a feeling... You got to do the work first. The feeling will come later. And the thoughts will be established after we begin the work. So just start to do it. Like you're here. You came to Bible study. So what's thanktitude? Well, we kind of made this up because we made the word up. But for a purpose of teaching tonight, a thanktitude is a clear representation of our faith. A thanktitude is a clear representation of our faith in God's Grace, strength, and ultimate outcome in any situation. His grace, a thanktitude, is a clear representation of our faith. So why would you have a thankful attitude? Because I trust God. And that's what comes down to it. And if I've ever had an unthankful attitude, it was a faith problem because I didn't believe that God could work it out. I read the greatest definition of lying that I had ever read or heard. And someone shared this. I don't know where I heard it, but they said, when you lie, it's really a faith problem. Well, obviously, right? It's not. But because if we lie, we're distorting the truth because we don't trust God to work things out if we tell the truth. I lied when I went in the military. I, I uh, was asked, you know, you fill out all these questions, and I lied. Well, my recruiter kind of told me to, and I did. <laughs> and uh, I said, preacher, but you're saying it all on the airwaves, right? Everybody knows. Well, but I wasn't even a Christian, but before I went in, you're given the last chance, right? They call it the moment of truth. And they say, are you sure you didn't lie? And I'm like, I lied. And so I didn't ask my recruiter why, because they do it a national security check on you in the military. So three years down the road, they could come knocking on your door and say, oh, we, we called someone. You fraudulently enlisted. So it was a big deal. I had to go back and get certified and checked out and everything else. But I did that before I enlisted. So uh, I didn't have to look over my shoulder. You know, when you tell the truth, you don't have to look over your shoulder. You look up. And uh, like 
say, uh, Honey, does this dress make me look fat? It doesn't say you have to answer. It just says don't lie, okay? Like Jeff Foxworthy said, Honey, it ain't them jeans that make you look fat. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we have our faith clear towards God. Our faith is clear towards God. It's represented in a thankful attitude because we trust his grace. We trust his strength. And we trust that God's going to work it out in the end. And that's why we can be thankful. For grace. That's the first thing. Grace. Thankful attitude trusts God's grace. I got a new mattress. Do you ever have a mattress with an attitude problem? No? I do. I have one. It's called a Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> but if you're going through something, what's a good question? You're going through something, and most times, you know, we face something in our first question, and it's a good one. What's going on? Have you ever asked that? You have a, one thing go crazy, then two things go crazy, and then it seems like people email and call you with crazy, and you're just like, that's a good question. What's going on? And what's the next question most people ask? Why? God, why? Or why me? That's a good question and maybe even a better question. But the best question in this situation is not what's going on. Why me? It's what Paul said when he found out on the Damascus Road, he was blinded, he was on the ground, and someone was talking to him. And he said in Acts chapter 9 and verse 5, Who art thou, Lord? He knew it was God that could knock me down. It wasn't a mixed martial artist. It was someone with power. So he said, Who are you, Lord? He knew it was someone powerful. And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's interesting because Paul was messing with God's people. And Jesus said, It's just the same as if you're messing with me. Oof. That means if you're a Christian, you don't have to take care of it yourself. Like all those Chuck Norris movies or, or you know, the, the vengeance. It's all about vengeance, right? You kill my father, prepare to die, right? It's what Inigo Montoya said in The Princess Bride, right? Or all the ninja movies where, you know, the master is killed. And then, you know, the whole movie is about revenge for the master. Or someone's wife is killed in a Steven Seagal movie. And, you know, he goes and he frees his daughter in a bunch of fighting. That's not how God works, Okay. Uh, the, Lord, the Lord said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. God went personally and took care of the persecutor. I wouldn't want to be in the, sand, the sandals of some people that persecute Christians. But the Bible says, and he trembling and astonished asked the best question. And this is what we, when we get into the grace of God, we can ask this question. And it's, it's much more constructive than, why? What's going on? Paul said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? You know, some people say that with a bad attitude. What do you want me to do about it? But that's exactly what we need to say. When something goes crazy in our life and our attitude is threatened to go from, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the smile to the frown, we say, God, wait, before I get crazy here, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because you see, when we're in the grace and the favor of God, Paul realized if God's talking to me, he's got a plan for my life. And if God's talking to you and if you've given your life to God, 
He's got a plan for your life. And he wants you to do something. And even Jesus used the same type of language when blind Bartimaeus was right next to him. Jesus, uh, he asked blind Bartimaeus the same thing. He said in Luke chapter 18 and verse 41, What wilt thou, Jesus asking the blind man, that I should do unto isn't Jesus into this ask stuff? Ask. He said, ask of me. He said, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. So that's the right question. When things get crazy, what do you want me to do? Well, blind Bartimaeus said, I want my sight. And he said, receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. And just like that. See, when we're around God, we're surrounded by the grace of God. It's something that the Bible says all the way back in Genesis, when the world was going crazy, said, preach, the world's going crazy. It's always going crazy. But it said, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He was a preacher of righteousness, the New Testament declares. When everybody else was, was going crazy and spazzing out, for lack of a better word, here's Noah a preacher of righteousness with a boat being built. Maybe he used it as a pulpit. I don't know. But uh, he found God's grace and it was enough for him to keep a thankful attitude. You see, it's interesting. If you look at a lot of, uh, or all of Paul's letters, they're called epistles. means a letter. Uh, They end with some form of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Because Paul knew that to have that right attitude, we needed to have a trust that God cared about us. You know, that's one of the most important things. When when Emma was young, I could get Emma to give us a hug, and all I had to do was hug my wife. And if I hugged my wife, Emma would go, aww. I don't know if it works with little boy, but uh, it works with little girls. She'd go, aww, and she'd run up and just, we'd have a family gang pile hug. Why? Because the greatest thing you can do for your child is to love your child's mother. That's the greatest thing you can do. It gives them something called security. If parents are fighting, I remember my wife and I were having a disagreement just once (laughs) that day. Maybe I didn't have a thanktitude lesson. So we were having a disagreement, and Emma was like a little thing. She was six months or whatever. She was in the stroller. And I remember she just had this look. She didn't know how to articulate those words yet, but she just looked and that look was not a happy one because she was relying on us for her security. Couldn't even change her own diaper, right? At that point. And here we were having an argument or I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, intense fellowship, okay? We were talking or disagreeing about something and it affected our daughter. But you know what? I'm thankful that the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, they're always up there in agreement and we can trust and have security that our salvation is secure in Christ and that grace of God will keep us. That's why Paul always said, the grace, the kindness of God be with you. And he said it at the end of Thessalonians, but it's interesting. If you notice at the beginning of Paul's letters, he said in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, the beginning, uh, chapter 1, verse 2, grace unto you. So he starts with grace. He ends with grace. What is he saying? You need to be in the grace of God all the way through. Peter, 2 Peter, the last Last verse in 2 Peter chapter, I believe, 3. He said, but grow in grace. You see, that thankful attitude is surrounded by 
Grace. The grace of God. Faith in the grace of God. The Bible says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Timothy was told, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So how does this work out when things go crazy? You mean just be thankful if things go crazy? Well, because I'm just trusting in the grace of God. Yes. Uh, Say, God, what do you want me to do? Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. That means we're supposed to have Thanksgiving meal every day? Every day? No. But yes. And into his courts beat with praise. Now, notice this. Be thankful unto him. That's what it says. Not be thankful that your car broke down. Be thankful that your dishwasher overflowed. Be thank- We've had that happen, right? We've had our washer overflow, which is pretty funny when it's on the second floor. And the Cedos kids just came over. And it begins to, you know, what is it? What is that? I was going to, it's like coming down, down, down. It's raining on the inside. <laughs> it's raining on the inside. Come on in the apartment. So that's what was happening. And it just overflowed and the drain didn't catch the water and it came down and a little like knock, knock down was knocked down. All that, that white stuff was falling off and glory. But at least they didn't fix it. We went to conference for a week and came back and it was still not fixed. So, but uh, you know, what do you do? Well, first of all, you turn off the water. Second of all, be thankful unto him. You see, we're not being thankful in the situation. The, 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 the will of God is for us just to be thankful in all things. Why? Because God's got you. All we have to do is realize, man, God's got it. I can just be thankful. And it's actually good for yourself. That's going to be the next Bible study, the thanktidote. There's an, a thanksgiving is an antidote for stress, an antidote for bitterness, an antidote for envy, even an antidote for physical problems. That's the next Bible study. So... Because the Bible says, you can check it out, Romans 1.21, the Bible said, neither were thankful. See, when we go away from God, it's a serious thing when we're not thankful. So preacher, but it's just a choice. I'm just not that way. But it said they weren't thankful and became vain in their imaginations. Because you see, our minds are always thinking of something. And if we're not thankful about something, we can be filled with other things. In, Roman, in Numbers chapter 11, verse 1, when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. God wants us to be thankful in his grace. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14, do all things without murmurings. That's an onomatopoeia, right? So it sounds like it is. It's written murmur because when you, sounds like what you hear, right? Murmur, murmur, murmur. That's what it sounds like, just low talking, right? But do all things without murmurings and disputings. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 14, let all your things be done with charity. That's a tall order, right? You mean clean the dishes with love? That's what God said. Change your baby's diaper with love? Yep. Uh, Pick up your lukewarm uh, fries with love from McDonald's? Now, you might not eat them, but if you return them, you can do it with love. I'm so sorry. These are lukewarm. Can I have some new fries? So I just demand my fries. Well, you can demand them and you might get hot fries and they might put some other stuff in that fries. Okay, if you don't know much about fast food. But it's good to be thankful. Amen. When I get my fast food order, if it's wrong, I'm super thankful. 
because I know what can happen behind the counter, okay? Psalm 100, verse 2, serve the Lord with gladness. You know, that that's what God wants us to do, and it's, it's faith in the grace of God. And so, you know what? We have a professional warrior. We don't need to worry. Well, what's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. But I know that I'm going to just be seeking to be in the grace of God. And God's just going to have to work it out. Like I told my wife, uh, or my wife told me, excuse me, my schedule was off the other day. We missed an appointment. And my wife said, God is ordering our steps. It's not because I was lazy or anything. I was trying to get stuff done. It just didn't work out. You ever had that happen? And I was like, ah, ah. and it didn't work out. We missed our appointment. So we had to go work it out. But it actually worked together. And that's, I'm getting down there. I'm not there yet. So, but anyway, God, God's got you in his grace. And so I just felt like, like oh, preacher, I failed. You know, uh, what we need to stop thinking of yourself you can fail, but you are not a failure. What we need to realize with a thanktitude is I am thankful. That's just what I am. It just needs to be an attitude. That's just what I am. Hey, thanks, man. Thank people for little things. Hey, hey, thanks for that extra napkin. Hey, hey, thanks for doing that. Thanks for coming over. Why? That's just what I am. I was talking to someone and I said, I'm a runner. So well, do you run? Yes. But some people, they'll run a race. Other people says, uh, say that uh, I run consistently. And then there's people that say, I am a runner. Now, that's not a pride thing. It's an identity thing. And to say, I am thankful, it's an identity thing. You're allowed to say that as a Christian. Oh, that's just what I am. I'm thankful. It makes me think of a sister I know, Sister Hansen. That sister's like a beam of light. You could take her and stick her on the, the handle of a lightsaber. And she would just be just like thankfulness everywhere she goes. Like a brightness of her countenance. And you'd think that her life was so easy until you talk to her and you find out, wow, you're amazing if you can be thankful like that. And what, what she and her husband have faced and they're, they're ministering and it's like, wow, they are amazing. But she is thankful. She's in the grace of God. But we can all trust the grace of God. Second thing, thank the two because we have faith in God's strength. You know, like when the cop knocks on your door and told you or accused you, says, your dogs are chasing people on bikes. And, you know, the guy had just been to Bible study, so immediately he thanked God. He couldn't have been my dogs. My dogs don't even own bikes. But daily strength. Paul, <laughs> Paul in 2 Corinthians, it said that he received a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet him. And so he wanted God to make it depart, right? God, can you get this out? What? Why me? And then God said, my grace. First point, that's enough. My favor, whatever you're going through, it's enough. I was facing something physical and we were talking to someone else facing something physical and they're like, why don't you get that? Why don't you get that taken care of? I'm like, yeah, I'd be getting taken care of. I don't have insurance. It'd be this much. And they're like, no, it's probably this much. I said, do you have insurance? They go, yeah. Like, <laughs> so what are you trusting? God's grace. So I preach it, but I want it now. I want patience and I want it right now. Right? But no, you don't get it. But you can have God's strength in the problem. So the Bible said, 
that Jesus said to Paul, and really all of us, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most, and then Paul changes relationship to the trial. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to trust God for his strength, not mine. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Like, praise God. If I got to go through something, praise God. If my car breaks down, not that my car broke down, but just praise God anyhow. Why? It said that the power of Christ, listen, may rest upon me. How? By glorying in Christ. Not in his infirmities, just glorying all the time. You know, the Bible said he inhabits the praises of Israel. If you want God around, that means if you're praising God, what did Paul do in the prison? He prayed and sang, he, he prayed and, and sang praises unto God. And what, what did God do? God answered with an earthquake and shook things up. There was a whole lot of shaking going on, right? But God began to open everybody's doors. God's going to show up when we praise him. And Paul realized that here. And then he said, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecutions, and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. There's a little kid song. Uh, I am weak, but he is strong. You know, that's not biblical. He, Paul said, when I am weak, then I am strong. But it's a different strength. It's the power of Christ on me. Man, isn't that something? All we have to do is trust it by being thankful. The Bible said, let us not be weary in well-doing, for in two minutes Bible study shall end. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Power of consistency, the Bible says, count it all joy. Why? Because we're glorying. The Bible says that we glory in tribulations. Why? We're dealing with this patience. What's patience? Hopeful, cheerful, endurance nobody wants that but you know god builds our character if you if you get married guess what patience ain't a virtue it's a lifeline okay you need it okay to have for that other person to change until you realize oh we need to change it's not their problem it's me right like the person that thought everybody everywhere they went they that it stank and they were like telling everybody their store stank the bus stank and then they looked at their shoe and they had stepped in something <laughs> It wasn't the store. It wasn't the bus. They were going everywhere carrying the stink with them. Patience. Different situation. Same Thanksgiving. You know like the tortoise and the hare? Have you ever read that story? They go on a race. Do you know if you read it, the tortoise wins. It's amazing. He just keeps going. And the the hare goes and then stops. Takes a nap. And the tortoise just plods on through and wins. You know if you read that 50 times... 50 times out of 50 times, the tortoise is still going to win. Why? Because that's what happens with consistency. Thanksgiving wins. And the last thing, for better. For better. Like that kindergarten teacher that saw the little girl. So what are you drawing, little girl? I'm drawing God. And the kindergarten teacher said, nobody knows what God looks like. They will in a minute. <laughs> you know, that that's exactly, we have to have that attitude that all things work together for what? Good. There is an ultimate outcome. I can praise God and have a thankful attitude because, brethren, God's going to work it out. He is, that's his character. God's going to work it out for good. I, I was, uh, when Jesus fed the 4,000, the Bible says, uh, commanded the people to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves. Notice. And he gave thanks. And then he broke them. 
But you know, he gave thanks before the food was multiplied. You know, he knew the outcome, but he was showing us that we can give thanks before we see the outcome with our eyes. We can trust God has already got the outcome in his plan. Daniel gave thanks when they signed a writing that said that you couldn't pray. And the Bible said he knew that the writing was signed. He went into his house. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Well, it got him sent to the lion's den. Yes, but he got out of the lion's den. That same faith that'll bring you into the trial because you're different and being thankful will get you through the trial. And then at the end of the chapter, it said, so this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius. God will prosper us in the end. You know, God may use a tight spot to get us into the right spot. And sometimes God will use a tight spot to get us. And I'm about, I'm about done. I know I started about a minute late. I got 29 minutes here. So let me just, let me just finish with this. I'm going to quote uh, a preacher named Spurgeon. It said, it's not how much we have, but how much we enjoy that makes happiness. You know, you can enjoy eating a cracker. Have you ever seen a little kid with the Tootsie Roll? They're like, yeah, like they want a gold medal at the Olympics. It's a one cent candy. They're like, all right. And they're like dancing around, unwrapping it. Well, how can they be so happy? Are they, are they that ignorant? They're not ignorant. They're intelligent because they are enjoying their life that God gave them. And they're focusing on the one set Tootsie Roll, not on all the other things that are going on in their life. The outcome is going to be a blessing. So there is a song called Redeemer of the Rain. It's one of my favorite songs, but... Uh, let me just read a few of the lyrics before we go. It said, Who doesn't wish for sunny days? That the sky above us would never turn gray. But life isn't always sunshine. We have times that leave us asking why. And when the clouds roll in and tears begin to fall, there must be a reason for it all. Ever feel like that? <laughs> and then the chorus says, Redeemer of the rain, the Lord will never waste our pain. He brings beauty out of brokenness and hope to our heartache, healing out of every hurt that invades our shattered world. We never walk through trials in vain. He's the redeemer of the rain. And there's more to that, but brethren, God is with us. We can trust his grace. We can trust his strength by faith, his strength. And we can trust that, you know what? God has a plan to bring us through it. And you know what? God's going to make us better in the middle of it. And we can just give thanks all the way through it, have that thanktitude and say, God, you have a plan. I'm going to enjoy the life. And that's what it's all about, that God gave me in Christ Jesus. Let's pray to dismiss. God bless you. See you Thursday. Uh, Spencer, would you, sir, ask the Lord's blessing?